Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. Solly goals are like London buses. You'd never expect to see one in Luton. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hey, good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. Thank you for joining us here on your Sunday evening as we get forward to looking back at yesterday's 2-2 draw at Luton Town. Joining me in the studio is Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? Yeah, living the dream, mate. Yeah, you enjoy yesterday? Yeah, 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 it was brilliant. I'm just watching that fan cam thing the guys put up. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, favourite part of that fan cam, as you can see Trev, who hands out the, um, <laughs> the, the the press pass, is going absolutely mental and giving it to the Luton fans. He's one of us, isn't he, old Trev? And uh, joining us here at the, the Valley is a grand old man, chatting live, Terry Smith, I didn't tell. Evening all. You well? Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you enjoy Exhausted it? Exhausted still. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those uh, once in a lifetime, uh, well, almost three times in a lifetime occasions is, uh, yesterday at uh, Kenilworth Road. Uh, Chris Solly's first goal in 2,184 days. Rescuing a 95th minute point for us 
Uh, a deserved 95th minute point for us at Luton Town yesterday. It was just, just an incredible occasion. One of those ones where uh, I don't think you ever forget the scenes that, that we saw in that away end at Kenilworth Road. Um, we're going to hear the highlights. You looking forward to that, Nath? <laughs> no. <laughs> not, hear, not in the slightest. We're going to hear the highlights <laughs> of that game uh, yeah, the time. Yeah, <laughs> shortly. Uh, we're going to hear, of course... Uh, from Lee Bowyer as well. We're going to hear your views on the game. Uh, we haven't had a single email in actually yet, which is unusual. Uh, got a few tweets in. Uh, so have your say on yesterday's game, what you made of the performance, uh, how mad you went when Chris Hawley scored, anything you want to say, email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive. Head over to the Charlton Live forum as well. There's a thread on there for tonight's show. We've also got uh, an exclusive interview with Lyle Taylor. Uh, of course, uh, the Charlton strikers dyed his hair pink uh, today. You may have seen the pictures already going around on social media uh, in aid of Cancer Research UK so he's going to tell us more about that I spoke to him on the phone earlier he's also going to give us some some good stuff on yesterday's game as well great chat with Lyle uh, so looking forward to, to playing that for you guys but also another great interview this one this one's with Nicky Bailey uh, thanks to Matt Wright from the Voice of the Valley fans and he, he caught up with Nicky Bailey earlier on this month for this month's copy of the, the Voice uh, he gave us the audio put together a nice little package so we're going to hear from Nicky Bailey the, uh, the midfielder made uh, Ooh, nearly 100 appearances for the club over two seasons, scoring 26 times in the process. Of course, missed that penalty against uh, Swindon Town in the playoffs. He's going to tell us all about that and plenty more uh, later on in the show, so we're going to hear that as well. Um, so, yeah, pack show. Make sure you get involved. Studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Tweet us at charltonlive. Charlton Live Forum as well. Have your say on uh, yesterday's game. Before we head into the uh, Nathan Miller highlights... <laughs> Which is what they this is gonna be like the you know like the Stanley Matthews Cup final. This is gonna be the Nathan Muller game. <laughs> highlights. Uh, we um Nath and Terry, Nath first, um your your views on overall. yesterday's overall on yesterday's yeah, game. I think I think we said on Com just I think first half said a lot of things. Yeah. First half I thought we were comfortable but we we were just uh, our own worst enemies at times. We were, I think we were overplaying sometimes and giving away sloppy giving the ball away uh, very sloppily and um yeah, in the second half, I think they made the change and went a bit more direct. Um, sort of skipped the midfield in parts and just went a lot more long ball, um, which obviously was how they scored their their, their first. And um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, when you when you have a a performance like that and someone like Chris Solly who scores every six years um, pops up, then it feels it felt like a win yesterday. But there's not, you know, like Bo said. Not many teams that go in there and win. Sunderland didn't win there, and we we have to take a positive um, from that result for sure. Momentum as well is important, tell. And if if we had lost that game, particularly having been in a winning position, I mean that could have knocked us back a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's <clears throat> the recovery is vital to keep the. Uh, I mean, it's an old cliche: the momentum going. But um, it would have been a travesty if we got nothing out of that game. I, I think I agree with Nathan, and he's right. We did say it on comms. I think first half was. Comfortable. I mean, the only the only times Luton threatened us when we caused our own problems by overplaying it at the back or a sloppy pass out or something or getting caught on a ball. <clears throat> and other than that, um, I, I don't think they troubled us at all in the first half. And even the first portion of the second, well, the first portion of the second was a really sloppy period of play. Actually, I don't think anybody really threatened. But then they made that change when they brought um, uh, was it Cornick? Yeah. I think Cornick yeah, on goal um, and a uh, little bit taller, a little bit more uh, physical presence, a bit quicker. Uh, and then they just went a bit route one, and uh, we couldn't we couldn't handle it again though, you know the mistake, um, just a bit of confusion at the back, didn't uh, didn't follow Cornick in uh, after uh, uh, Jason Pierce. I think he thought Naby Saw maybe was going for it. I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember that, but they were close. But 
I think they maybe left it to each other a little bit, or maybe um, Pierce tried to touch it on, uh, to Nobisar, and they both got it wrong. Uh, and then um, Jed Steer came out to try and close the angle and was left hopelessly out of position, and he just got he's got nutmeg for the goal. And then the second one, same sort of thing. We, I think it was Joe Rebo lost the ball didn't he, at the edge of the penalty area, and uh, and then didn't follow the man that was closest to him back into the penalty area, who happened to be um, Collins, who who scored the the second. So um, we just had a mad six minutes. But it was a mad portion of injury time as well I mean Lyle Taylor had a clear penalty denied we hit the bar yeah looking forward to that Uh, hit the bar twice hit the bar twice in that injury time and then Solly scoring his first goal in just under six years six uh, days short of six years it's an incredible moment I mean like I say the the, the scenes in that away end were I mean you you take something to beat that because they were brilliant and let's not waste any more time let's hear the the highlights of uh, yesterday's game Valley Pass highlights Terry Smith and Nathan Muller are your commentators this is how it went down at Kenilworth Road inside it comes to Reeves who turned his man he's got away from him as well thought about a shot takes it but straight down the throat of James Shea and right, in, right behind the post that sits in front of Lee Lee shooting position gets uh, try to curl one into the left hand side but it went a couple of yards wide of Steers left hand post and Charlton will have a goal kick on the page page inside to Taylor shooting opportunity Taylor away to the left for the keeper who touches it round couldn't take the risk and it's away for a corner ball inside Fossu superb well footwork little one two with a rebo Fossu on the run here Taylor's to his left picks out Taylor in the penalty box oh, oh try to slide it across to Vettakele didn't quite make it with Potts on his left Potts down the line to Mpenza Penza corner of the penalty area turns trying to get the ball into the box instead to find Shinny uh, right foot effort Comfortably wide right at the Charlton post. But anyway, Luton right. progressed down the Charlton left hand side. Ball down the oh, right, looking for the runner Stacey, and Page isn't there because he's still on the floor. Ball into the box, avoids everybody, oh. and needed Pierce to get the ball away from the back. Ball back inside to Shinny, and now Charlton break. get away with it. Only with the throw. Cullen's behind him. Instead, he throws it deep to a reboot. No, no. He'll take it down, Joe Rebo, edge of the penalty area. Back inside, he's taken out. It's the referee it. station. He's given a penalty. He's Joe Rebo taken out and I can't for the life of me see who it was because there's a huge pillar yeah. in the way I mean I could only see a Rebo go down but as the contact was made the pole's in the way but he did go down um, obviously um, but I couldn't see if it was a penalty but took no hesitation in putting the spot and there isn't too many complaints from the Luton players and uh, I thought um, this might be given straight to yeah, Fossu's yeah, taken. I thought it might be skimmed straight to Taylor, but it's Fossu who has assumed responsibility. I and suppose it'll be he missed the last one, but 22 and a half minutes to see if he can put Charlton in the lead. Referee just telling players to stay outside the penalty area as he step blows the whistle. Tariq Fossu strides forward. He's a damage. Right. Keepers left, and Charlton have the lead. He started Lovely that penalty, Chris but penalty. great penalty there from Tariq. But again, we'll have to wait and see later to see if it was a penalty, because I couldn't see from here. Uh, but obviously, it was enough for a ref to give it. Penzo again, Vettakele hassling and hounding him, chasing him all the way. And Penzo avoids him, though. Ball forward, lovely cut out by Naby Sarr, and he might relieve Taylor on the left-hand side. He does. Taylor, corner of the penalty area, looks to cut in on his right, now does so on his right. Can he get a shot away? No, ball across to Reeves. Reeves, will he take the shot on his left foot? Oh. Blocked away. Cullen gets a little touch there. Fossu can't get there. Oh. And it's uh, Fossu. No, it's better Kayley finally. who tried to get his head to the dropping ball. He'll just come off his head and away for a goal kick. But uh, Charlton knocking on the door again. Collins who flicks it off his head to Shinny. Shinny trying to find space for the shot. Play Lovely solid. block from Solly. A little squirt out here to Potts. 
Potts, left footed cross into the box, headed away, but only into the danger and it must be offside, it is. As the Luton fans celebrate. There is the goal kick and there is the half-time whistle. Good feet from Taylor, finds Fossu. Fossu, looking to take his man on into the penalty area, left-hand corner. Still Fossu, releases Taylor on the edge of the penalty area, who shot, just he was just leaning back as he shot it. And it went over the bar and into the Charlton fans. Oh, it's come off page and it's uh, found Grant. Grant into Lee, into the box. Good save by Steer. Oh. And again. I, I don't know post. if that was the keeper on a post because there's a big post in my way. I had no idea. I'm, I'm told it's the post. It's the post, yeah. Yeah, because it's save. a goal kick. And that's Aribo. Opposite side of the penalty box. Aribo into the area. Oh, he just made Solly track backwards. Solly into Reeves. Reeves with the shot. Oh, oh. just wide right and over the bar. Great foot Great snapshot yeah, from Reeves. In, but it'll run to Shinny. Shinny trying to release uh, Cornick. Saar gets in the way. That's and then he dives silly. to the floor and allows Stacey to go past him. Into the penalty area, Stacey. He's got Cornick on his outside. Takes a shot. Might have gone off the crossbar. I, you, I would str- struggle to name a player who hasn't played well so far. I'd have no. to say. As, uh, Saar has made a, probably a few little howlers. But generally, everybody's been fairly solid. As the ball is... Goal kick out, it's picked off by Pearson, he's headed upfield, Pierce can't get there, and uh, it's a goal from nothing by Harry Cornick. Pearson headed it forward, Jason Pierce couldn't get there in front of Collins, and it just dropped to Cornick. Steer was out of his goal, and I think that was a wrong decision. Steer came out to the edge of his penalty area, and he got nutmegged by Cornick, and Luton a level. He looked, at, yeah, he looked as though uh, there was a mix up of communication with a, with a loose ball and Steers come out and like you say he's just nut, nutmegged him so disappointing um, but it's again how we react now it looks like Carlin's getting changed pushing back a little Shinny, bit more Shinny ball into the box uh, Collins is there but uh, good head away by Sart uh, but he finds Van Panzer in the box he takes a shot off the post and then in Trying to see who finished that, it was Collins who finished it. James Collins. Charlton didn't deal with the ball on the edge of the box. The shot from Mpanza was a really good one. It cannoned off the uh, edge of the post. And the only person to react was Collins, and it's 2-1 to Luton. We've got five minutes of added time here. Page. Down the line into Taylor. Taylor into the penalty area. He must be. (laughs) He was clearly pulled back. <laughs> Absolutely bottled it. Bottled wow. it. Bottled wow. it. Absolutely bottled it. Wow. And it comes, it's a pace. Got pace on his header oh. across the bar. Maybe so with the header. Oh. Cleared off the line. Corner comes in. It's into the penalty spot. It's headed in off the bar again. Oh. And then cleared away by Potts, I think it was. Oh. Charlton have hit the crossbar twice in the space of two minutes. Well, I suppose of a minute actually. Uh, again with Rebo, the I think. Was it a Rebo? I think so, yeah. Ball into the box again. Again, it's a tight one. Again, it drops this time. It drops a Solly! And now! Chris Solly has equalised! Get in there! And Char on the back on level terms. The dropping ball struck by Chris Solly. Buried into the right hand side of the keeper. <laughs> and Char on the back on level terms. Woo. Wow! Absolute wow! It was it was on the two. It was at the bar of the post and everything. Five minutes into added time, 
Charlton are back on level terms and that's the least we deserve it's all kicking off over <laughs> Charlton had hit the crossbow twice before then they had an absolute nailed on penalty appeal waved away and now Charlton have grabbed a point at least at the moment we said before the game the character that we've got and again going right to the very end and surely that, that's got to be the last kick of the game Charlton can they launch one more no they can't because that's the final whistle absolute bedlam here at Kenilworth Road wow Nathan absolute wow not just a wow an absolute wow <laughs> the highlights there of, uh, of yesterday's 2-2 draw up at Luton Town uh, I've enjoyed listening to those and uh, I think the uh, the entire uh, population on the train that we had from Luton back to London Blackfriars enjoyed that yesterday as well and they've many times because I kept playing that over and over again because and, and the squawk as well wherever that was <laughs> yeah, the went. yeah. Um, anyone who did enjoy Nathan's best bits there don't worry there is a highlight reel coming um, <laughs> oh, I mean you can just hear the relief I mean it's notable just the silence around us when that equaliser from Solly went in because I mean if that happens to you and you've you've survived two going off the bar and a clear penalty not being given in injury time you'll think you're you think your luck's in but no no there's a man who hasn't scored for six years and needs to get that monkey off his back uh, Chris Solly with the superb volley and setting that away end into absolute raptures and that that's just up there with one of the all-time great Charlton moments for me oh no question about it on the fan cam I think sums it up perfectly I think, <laughs> um, what they were doing in the away end is pretty much what Ollie Groom was doing in the, in the, in the press box because uh, I got jumped on and my next alert I'm, I'm contacting injury lawyers for you <laughs> I've, got, uh, I've got a barrage of abuse because so yeah. you guys were sat in the posh so your part of the press box was in front of like the director's box posh is pushing it a bit well the director's <laughs> box and, and the, yeah but I, w- I was sat in and amongst the loot and hardcore uh, and I, I was getting a, a hell of a lot of stick during, <laughs> during my celebra- not commentary, sorry, not celebrations, uh, for, for the goal there. Um, but oh, absolutely brilliant. And overall, I mean, it would have been a travesty if we hadn't come away with something from that game, surely. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, even though Ollie broke his laptop, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, he, he, he hit his laptop, oh, When the he? penalty appeal was turned yeah. down, wasn't it? Or yeah. was and it, and off, it all flipped when, off. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that just proved like, how, how good we played. And we, you know, it wasn't... Uh, like Plymouth where we absolutely battered them from start to finish but like Tell said on the comms and, and obviously Bo said it had been criminal if we didn't get anything out of that game it was, and it was a deserved and and it, we just as soon as it hit the bar I just thought you know in that corner I thought oh, it's not going to happen but I think on the balance of play I think they I think they probably shaded the second half but we were still looking okay uh, but I would, yeah, I think a draw would have been a fair result for me. I think they shaded the last sort of uh, 20, 25 minutes of the mm. second. I was, when they I made s- that sub mm. and they went more route one, we could we we seemed to struggle to deal with that. Mm. Uh, they were bypassing the midfield, which is where our strength is, obviously. So yeah, we struggled with that. Um, and then they they did the classic right with two one up. Let's let's hold yeah. it, let's sit back, and we just um, we just went for it. Obviously, I mean there was a t- <laughs> there was a point when uh, Naby Sarr was playing centre forward and Jason Pearce, <laughs> uh, and they had a break. Yeah, and, I thought uh, that was going to be it. It was Cornick, wasn't it? Beat, yeah. Cornick, beat Page to it. Lewis Page, who's uh, got, struggling with this groin thing, and I think he's got one on one. I expected him to pull him down and get sent off. That's well, he had a tug, didn't he? Yeah. But he got away with it. Um, but fortunately for for us, he, he skied his shot. Um, high wide and not so handsome but, and then that last um, mad couple of minutes <laughs> um, but, but what you didn't uh, what wasn't on the comms was that I mean we had the penalty pay, appeal waved away and in moments later I mean literally yeah. the next it was within forward, 15 seconds yeah, when I listened to it Yeah, the next ball forward 
the identical challenge outside the penalty area, we got a free kick. Yeah, and it was that free kick that, that free led kick to Jason Pierce hitting exactly. the bar, and then Naby Sars off the line. It was just, it would have, yeah, that that when that penalty appeal was turned down, it was absolutely ridiculous, really. But like I say, it doesn't matter now. Um, it seems like an absolute age ago, but when the team news came out and we saw that Carlin Grant wasn't fit enough to start, he had uh, had a little dead leg, which um, Bayer didn't want to give him too much time. So you're bringing in Igor, and obviously then Fosu's coming in for Ward, who's also got an injury at the moment. You're looking at that lineup, you're actually thinking, well, you'd argue that Carlin in his current form is probably downgraded when Igor comes in, but Fosu coming in for Ward is, a, in my opinion, an upgrade. So it's... He, even a month ago, if we'd had two injuries like that in the starting eleven, we'd be looking at youth players coming in. But now, all of a sudden, we're looking at some actually pretty high-quality replacements coming in. Yeah, we said that pre-match. Um, the difference from, like you say, a few weeks ago is, is, is the the quality coming in. And <clears throat> considering Fosu hasn't really played uh, competitive football for a, a few games now, I thought he'd, he'd done really well. He tired a bit towards the end and... And um, Igor, I thought he put a shift in. He'd done some good work defensively. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I think once we, once they both start getting up, you know, getting up to speed and stuff, they're going to be going to be brilliant for us. And obviously now you've got Ward and Kylan who know that they've got competition. I know they wasn't dropped, but you know they've got competition for places now. And I think it's only a good thing. Mm. I think the one thing. I mean, Igor, I thought had a, a, a you know a good game mostly through holding the ball up, mm. bringing in other players, and his defensive work. I mean, there was, there was a period in that second half where he was... Uh, Ran down to the wall. There was one great one, didn't he, when he trapped back, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, and two superb tackles in that in that period. Uh, less effective going forward, I thought. Yeah. I mean, he's not like... I mean, he's different than Carlin Grant, obviously, where Carlin will take the ball at his feet and will threaten to run at uh, defenders, which scares the living daylights out of him. Whereas Igor will look to lay it off and then try and get into the box quickly. And uh, that might take a little... When Taylor's been so used to playing with one style of striker, to then have, have Igor come in, I think it'll take a bit of time for that to gel or for that to work. Um, mm. um, and, uh, I think as soon as Carlin's fit again, then probably Igor drops to the bench. I'm guessing mm, you know, yeah. you'd imagine, wouldn't you? Uh, in terms, I mean, in terms of that that opening twenty five minutes or so, but, you know, before we score the opening twenty minutes, um, it's a little bit cagey. We had a couple of half chances. They had uh, that one from Shinny that they dragged wide. When we saw that one from Taylor, where he tried to curl it and was touched wide. Uh, quite well by the keeper Reeves had a shot early doors as well but then just all of a sudden the, the game started to just sort of liven up and Shinny had that one off the line uh, the ball had come over to the far post one of the, one of the first times perhaps we fell asleep at the back and Shinny had a, a, a low cross that he poked towards goal and I think was it Piercy there on the line to, to hack it away but then it was with literally 30 seconds later we went down the other end now um, having seen it back now on the replay because during the commentary you weren't sure and I have to admit I wasn't totally sure whether it was even in the box at the time, but looking back, were you, do you think that the penalty for the, the tackle on Joe Reba was the correct decision? Um, I mean, I've watched it back. Um, I, I still don't think the angles that I've got is uh, whether it was in the box or not. Uh, but I think it looks like his heels were clipped. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, the only thing I can point to because I couldn't see a thing um, uh, was that there was almost no objection or uh, mm. ranting from the Luton uh, players. And that's normally an indication that uh, I think it was definitely a foul. The argument is whether it was inside or outside. And a lot of the Luton people were saying that they've watched their slow-mos and it's def- the first contact was outside, it wasn't inside. Um, but when it's at full speed and uh, the referee was, I don't think was the one that, that actually gave it, was it? I think it was the um, the assistant on the on the right-hand side. I can see actually, it, yeah. Uh, I think they actually gave because it didn't look like he was going to give it and then he looked across 
and it was a linesman or the system. Well, we couldn't see the incident, but we could. We just kept looking at the lineup. Well, exactly, the line <laughs> and, and, what then, was and, and then look at the reaction of what, what everybody else around us because we <laughs> yeah. didn't have a clue. <laughs> uh, and then obviously there was some, perhaps some surprise in some quarters that Lyle Taylor didn't take the penalty. Now, of course, he missed one last week. But Terry, you've got a good bit of insight. Inside on this. info yeah. given to us by uh, George from the comms team, uh, George Jones. He uh, on the way back because I'm, I'm in, I virtually made that point. So do you think he? Um, he didn't want to take it because because uh, he didn't get well, missing. It's probably harsh because keeper saved it. Uh, the last penalty, and he said, "Well, no, it might be because uh, the goalkeeper what was it um, Shea, or, um James Shea was uh, was also a goalkeeper when he was at Wimbledon, so would have known what his favourite side was in taking penalties because they would have uh, would have faced them in training a lot. Mm. So that might be why he handed over the responsibility yeah. to." Uh, mm. To, um, to Tariq, uh, to Tariq. and Tariq gets his first goal of the uh, goal of the season on his first start of the season, only second appearance. Of course, he had the cameo at, uh, at Southend where he came on, helped uh, improve us, and then got sent off for nutting someone. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's good to see. I mean, you know, he's a he, he was a massive player for us last season, and to have him coming back into a confident team, and I thought he played well yesterday. I thought at times getting into that box, he set up a couple of chances. Obviously, got his goal. I thought I thought he looked sharp. Yeah, I thought he's, he's got a stuttering penalty, just like my voice then. Um, was good. <laughs> um, but I thought, yeah, like you said, I think he had quite a lot of freedom yesterday. Um, and I, he, he came in with some good bits of play, especially like one-twos with Arebo and, and Rees, and he did look sharp. Um, but I just thought he tied towards the end. But considering, you know, three games out or whatever it's been, I thought he played really well yesterday. And to be fair, I mean, I can't really think of anyone who had a bad game. I thought Cullen was anonymous a little bit. I thought the game passed him by slightly, but... Um, yeah, I think Fosu done well. He's another player who can make things happen out of nothing, which obviously what Bose has said before. Mm, probably fair to say there was a bit of a lull in the game after we scored. I think Luton perhaps trying to get back into it. It, weren't, it, it was another 15 minutes, I think, before we had another shot, really. So it just seemed to n- not shell-shock Luton a bit, but it, 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 they, they took a while to get back into the game. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you were, you were sort of expecting a, um, a reaction that, uh, that didn't come, and we were controlling it, really. And... Uh, I I sort of agree with with Nate about uh, Cullen. I, I I think he he didn't have the the passing game, but it's a much it's a much narrower pitch. And you yeah. made the, the point before the game mm. that uh, if uh, if the opposition or even if you are playing quite quite narrow uh, and quite uh, in, in one half or, or in a short space, it's going to be very difficult for someone like Cullen to to, to have the range of passing yeah, that we know exactly, he's got. Yeah. So um, maybe that's the reason. I think um, maybe when you've got Arebo and uh, Tariq Fosu and uh, Taylor coming short and even Vettor Coley coming short and Ben Reeves all doing that uh, little one-two foot, you know, lovely football in midfield mm. and opening up spaces because of it maybe he thinks well that, you know, I don't need to get involved I'll just sit in front of the back yeah. four and do my job there the pro- probably fair point as well because there was, there was times in both halves particularly in the first half where we were really just lovely little triangles around that midfield like say Fosu getting involved a Rebo's always got a close footwork like that where we were at times passing it around and then just open up little bits of spaces for the likes of Taylor to run into the channel there's one we didn't mention which was possibly before the goal um, where I think it was Taylor and Aribo possibly or Fosu I can't, I can't remember which two it was but with a lovely bit, little bit of play that ended up sending Taylor away before he's tried to square it for Igor um, and that would have been a superb guy if that ball had got across to Igor yeah agreed it was a lovely passing move and uh, maybe Taylor was a little too unselfish mm. he'd have normally expected him to pull the trigger but he, he tried to set uh, Igor up and if it had got past um, I think it was Pearson if it had got past him then um, Igor would have had a tap in mm. yeah that was uh, on nine minutes actually so that was well before the goal uh, that chance and um, start the second half We again we, we came out looking lively that superb run down the left hand side from Fossey where he pulled it back to Taylor um, who, who was leaning back as, as we heard in the commentary with his shot there but then it was just maybe 
56 minutes when when Luton had their first big chance of that second half. Elliot Lee, of course, the son of former Charlton man Robert Lee, um, got sent through on on the tight angle. Now, Steer stood up really well with the first one. The rebound went back to to Lee and he hit the post. Um, And that was really the first warning sign we had that Luton was now starting to get a grip of that second half. Yeah, but they were, you know, being the home... Home side, they're always going to. A good home side. They've only lost. Yeah. They're, they've only lost four out of their last thirty-three now at home. Mm, it's incredible. Exactly. So you're, you're going to expect them going to they're going to up their game a little bit, and they're going to have chances. Um, but like you say, they didn't really. And like Tell said earlier, they didn't really carve us open too many times, apart from you know getting in between Sarah and Page. I thought a bit too much, where they was having most of their joy, but. Yeah, I mean, it was when Lee hit the post, it, you obviously started thinking, well, this is where they're going to obviously put a bit more caution to the win now, being the home side, and put us under a bit of pressure. But um, Steers come in, I mean, I don't know if he was at fault for the first goal, I'm still not sure. But, yeah, we'll talk uh, about that. He made a good save anyway to sort of try and redeem himself. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second with the first goal. I mean, let us know if you're, if you're listening. What, what, if you had to question Steer for the first goal, do you think it was more the fact he was trying to cover for a defensive mix-up that made him out of position? Let us know, studio at charltonlive.co.uk or tweet us uh, at charltonlive. A couple of people already tweeted, actually, saying uh, Cliff Scales is one, saying just heard the highlights, absolutely brilliant, because he, he tweeted yesterday saying he was looking forward to hearing them, uh, and they were good. And then Dan saying uh, to, to you and tell uh, Nathan, he says, love it, Nathan. Terry sounded like you were losing your voice in that commentary, Nathan. Great to hear the passion. Uh, yeah, it was certainly very good, and I enjoyed listening to that uh, 50 times on the train home <laughs> yesterday. Was that all? <laughs> yeah, they did have a... It's probably isn't your most played song now, are you? <laughs> <laughs> they, they did have a funny spell, didn't they? The referee um, around around the hour mark. So, Fosu went over in the box. It wasn't a dive. It was a good challenge from the player who took the ball and the man. Fosu went over, and then the ref gave it... I think it was for handball on the yeah, floor. Was, yeah, it didn't book him for anything. Yeah. So, I'm get, at first, when he first did it, I thought, oh, is he... How yeah. can he call that a dive? Because yeah. it didn't appeal for it. It was yeah. nothing. But it was a good challenge. And yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. But, it, but Fossey went over as well because it was a good challenge. He took him out as well. And then he had that weird one. Page you got but for what, possibly time wasting. Again, there was a pole in front of us, so we're not certain. Um, I'm not talking about Christian Billick there. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, then there was uh, uh, was it? Well, Potts, the left back, quite clearly took out um, Vettakeli. Oh, sorry, took out Fossey. And then he called the captain over, booked him, and then changed his mind Changing and booked the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. So he had, he had a funny couple of minutes, the referee. Um, Reeves, he had that chance that could have, if we'd taken a two-goal lead at that point, you'd think that might well have killed the game off yeah. on the on the turn. But then um, then we had a couple of spells. There's another one where, where Saar dived into a challenge. Uh, Luton got away, and we got away with one there, Cornick. I'm not sure what he was doing there. Yeah, because <laughs> Cornick, he ended up being chipped over, and Cornick was sent away. Uh, shot over from a, a tight angle, but it was only seconds later. Then well, let's talk about the goal. And so it's a long ball's gone over the top. There seems is is it miscommunication between the two defenders, or is it it was just between them? They didn't know. And Steer comes rushing out, which retrospectively you're going to think, well, actually, if he stayed on his line, he wouldn't have got nutmeg. He could they could still have controlled it and taken it past him or you finished expected it. Cornick still to finish it wouldn't mm, you I mean, yeah so it's one of those ones where the keeper's made a decision has he been too rash or is that all he can do in that situation mm. yeah I don't know I mean you know when when I first saw it I thought um, it was a mix up between uh, uh, Sars uh, Sars and Pierce. Um, but then that Sarge just seemed to stop. But I don't know if it's, did Steer call it and said he was going to make it. But it seemed quite far away from to call something like that. Um, I just think it was a mix up between the three of them personally. Just a lack of communica- communication and I think it happened a couple of times in the first yeah. half as well, where um, you had Collins 
who was um, supposedly well, he was he was all over that front um, as a striker. He was back and forwards, left and right. And when he went left, I think um, Naby Sarr. It was like he got to a certain point, and Naby Sarr was going, "Well, he's my man because he's the striker and I'm a centre half." Then as soon as he went further left, he's like, "Well, actually, that's the left back's job now. I don't have to bother." And there was a few times where Lewis Page had gone forward, then wasn't in the space behind to cover Collins's run, and that's where Naby should have been. And Naby's thinking, well, hold on, there should be a left back there, and it wasn't. And that, any danger that seemed to come that first half mm. was down that side because of that miscommunication. I think in that to that particular instance, Jason Pierce jumped for the header. Um, I don't know if he was trying, maybe he was manhandled out of it and he just misheaded it. I don't know. <clears throat> but Naby saw a bit like myself, to be fair, was probably expecting, as it pretty much had happened most of the game, for that ball to just be cleared. Mm. As soon as Pierce is there, that ball's gone. Yeah, well, they, yeah, he had one in the first half as well where he completely misjudged it, which is oh, unusual no, for him, yeah, very point. unusual for him. Yeah. But um, and the only person who read it was Cornick. <laughs> yeah, it was a good finish. He looked, like, as you said earlier, he looked, he looked lively, didn't he? That Harry Cornick when he came on, um, he already had a couple of other chances. Not long after he scored, he had a, a volley that was blocked on the edge of the box. You know, once once you've conceded with 15 minutes left to go, you're expecting an onslaught, and that's what we got. Um, now the second goal came with what, nine minutes left. Um, Perry. Ruddock Mpanzu had the shot on from the edge of the area. It looked for all the world like it had gone in off the post, but it actually came back out. But Collins, James Collins, was the only one alive to it. Six yards out, Steer was nowhere near it. Unfortunately, he was, he was going for the first one. He had no chance. Uh, There's no way he was going to miss from that. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, right, we're in big trouble now. Yeah, I think uh, the shot from Mpanzu. Yeah, yeah, was. Um, I thought he'd done it re- really well to get the ball out of his feet and dig it out. And I thought he was going to be straight, and I thought he was going to be a good goal. And like you say, Steer was out of the equation, and then again because of the pole, um, you couldn't, we couldn't really see who finished it off. But it, that was that was gutting because I just thought we we didn't deserve to go to go two one down. But like Tell said, it was a crazy six minutes. But mm. the, the disappointment about that guy was maybe him not getting closed down quick enough to get time to adjust his feet and have a go. But yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah, because there was a lot of time and space from Pans yeah. on the edge of the area there. Well, they all had time and space. It was almost like we forgot how to defend. Uh, and it was Joe Joe Rebo lost the ball in the first place. Um, and then when it um, it got through to him, Panzer, um, the, the person who actually won, I think the person, don't get, don't quote me, but because uh, I haven't seen the highlights or seen the goal back, but I've got a feeling it was Collins who actually robbed Rebo in the first place to give the ball to him, Panzer. And then Collins just kept going forward. And Joe... Obviously, then saw the ball was lost and went to Mpanza. Didn't then follow Collins, um, who was the one who tackled him. And so Collins was then free in the box when the ball came back to him. And it, it could have gone anywhere, that ball, and it just went straight to him mm-hmm. to finish it. Um, that's when your luck's in, you know what I mean? But they were, you know, that, that sort of 10 minute period just before the goal and just after the first goal. They were all over us, weren't they? Really? I mean, I mean when they when they turned it on, they looked a decent side, Luton, yeah, didn't they? And I, I thought um, you mentioned it before, Elliot Lee, um, Rob Lee's son, um, probably their best player. Certainly yeah. in the first half, anyway. And, yeah. and then the periods where they were uh, they were on top, he he seemed to be involved in everything. Yeah, Shinny as well seems to have a, yeah. a, a fair bit of the game. Um, we've got a good DM from Mark Anderson. who says, "Can you inquire whether uh, Dan Farmer and Mike Tyson are still with us? They were last under uh, last seen under a body, uh, a mountain of bodies <laughs> when Solly's gone." Well, we just heard from Dan, so we know he's well, safe I, at least. I've got a feeling that I know where Mike Tyson is. I think mean, he, he must have done something. He must probably ran on the pitch or, or did something. Maybe he was the one that hugged the steward <laughs> uh, because uh, he's he's flown the coop. He's gone to Marbella. He's gone to uh, the Costa del Crime. Uh, he's, he's, probably, he's on the run. He's probably, he's, probably, the run. He's, he's probably seeking asylum. <laughs> <laughs> now, as we as, so the the, uh, the goal for Luton, the second goal came with nine minutes left. Um, 
so then we're starting right now. We're, now we're chasing the game. As you mentioned, defenders were going as, uh, forward as strikers. Um, just before we we went over the ninety minutes, we had that what that long ball where it was just Cornick who completely outpaced Pagey, um, and as as we know is is currently sort of playing with an injury. Um, and, and luckily for us, fired it over because once they miss that chance, then that five, five minutes were shown. They start sitting back. This is when we're going to start having our chances. And now we could have had. Four goals in that, in that added time because we should have had a penalty for the tug on Lyle Taylor. Is quite clearly in the in the area, clearly tugged back by the defender. Um, I was you know, I joined Ollie and you guys in making a lot of noise when that when that well, we wasn't were right given. in line with it. As yeah. was the ref, to be fair. I mean, I mean, he, he, he bottled it. it. Yeah. I mean, you said yeah, it in commentary. I mean, he completely bottled that one, and that that you won't often see that uh, that blatant a penalty being uh, being played on because then fifteen seconds later, the same thing happened by the touchline, and we got that free kick. Now the free kick came over Nabby. Uh, uh, Jason Pierce headed it against the crossbar. Naby Saar directed the rebound off the line. You're thinking, goodness me. Then the Luton Town fans don't give the ball back. And you're thinking, come on, for goodness sake, like this is getting so frustrating. Lapsley gets booked for diving into the crowd to get the ball back. And then the corner comes over and it comes to Joe Rebo and he heads against the crossbar. And then the rebound hits the shins of the defender who stood on the line and somehow just creeps wide instead of going in. And then we have the corner. <laughs> it comes over, it's headed away, and the last person you want to see when we're desperate for a goal is a man who scored twice in his career, a career that has spanned 10 years, and Chris Solly volleys it towards goal. There's a crowd of bodies in the way. There's no way this is going in, unless it just so happens to be your day. <laughs> it's one of those ones where, you know, you, know you have um, uh, post-match interviews, um, and uh, usually the standard... One of the standard questions that uh, that most people ask, or a lot of journalists ask, is, uh, "Do you set yourself a target?" <laughs> you know, you know. B- before before he came out, I did think of about about doing that. About, but I thought they might hit me. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah, anybody actually, cut, yeah. <laughs> anybody asking uh, Chris Solly what his target was for the season for goals. It's just, it's just not a question that anybody would ask, is it? Unless unless you want to lose lose your front yeah. teeth. I did call. I did when I shook his hand before the interview. I said, "Said well done, goal machine," and he did laugh. I think. <laughs> he did yeah. <laughs> No, he did. Yeah, and I mean, those, like we mentioned already, but those those scenes in the away end were just superb. Um, this, and if you look at that fan cam, there's there's on three. I'm sure it is on three separate occasions. That steward, the one in the yellow coat, the, the he gets hugged, uh, and I'm sure there's no, no, the bloke. Oh right, and I'm sure at one point he was kissed, <laughs> right? and he doesn't change his facial expression at all. It's brilliant. <laughs> well, I just love that. Like, I say the police. There's a police officer there, um, and you can see her she's face. She's losing battle. Well, you, can, you can see her face the second the goal goes in. Now she's either a Luton fan or she knew what was coming next because yeah. just before everyone goes crazy, just as the goal goes in, you can see her just turn her head and go, "Oh God!" <laughs> so she's either a Luton fan who's disappointed that they've conceded, or she's thinking, "Oh God, I'm Here about to be bundled." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and the scenes were brilliant there was still Luton did have the ball on the edge of our area yes. after that and then we started to break and one of them wiped us out and took the yellow card and then the final whistle went um, and you know you, cele- you celebrate that point it was crazy that this time last week we would have been gutted to have taken a point against uh, against Plymouth but we celebrate that point like we've just won the league you know everyone enjoyed it Chris Solly scoring is a beautiful moment for everyone and that momentum and that lift I mean I, I literally cannot wait to get to Scunthorpe on Tuesday night now now often on a Tuesday night game up north I'm, I am sort of thinking <laughs> oh, for God's sake but I cannot wait to go and see that group of players playing again oh yeah they, we've said um, said numerous times on the show now the amount of well the difference between this season and previous seasons. Look at the celebrations from the lads. They're all celebrating together in front of the the, uh, Luton faithful, which was nice. (laughs) Um, But yeah, 
the last two games we went one nil down and showed character to, to come out and win. Um, yes, yesterday, yesterday, yeah, yesterday we were two one down and then got a last minute win. The Shrewsbury game at home, it's just like this year. Um, it's just so. My mate was saying to me earlier, there's so many goals in Charlton games in the last like couple of minutes. That's what Jack tweeted in about. He said that was the fourth goal we've scored after the 88th minute in games uh, this season, earning us an extra seven points. It really shows the character of this team and what it, and what is what top sides do. Buzzing uh, for Solly two three points on Tuesday, and we're going up. So I mean, like yeah, lo- those late goals, they're just they. they it's complete turnover because remember this time last season or nearer. January, February last season, we had that horrible spell where we just couldn't stop conceding in the last 10 minutes and yeah. we've turned it around this season. I think uh, we've done it slightly in reverse. Didn't we? we started on fire last season and then the injuries started to happen. We started getting, you know, our squad was, was, was threadbare and um, we couldn't cope. Uh, and as you say, you know, the goals coming at the last minute was almost symptomatic of the fact that we'd run out of steam pretty much and in, 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 in ideas a lot, a lot of the time. Whereas this time it's different. I think uh, this time. Uh, there's a different vibe about the place. Obviously, uh, Bowyer and Jacko uh, in charge, um, and it, it's probably not the case. But you just get the feeling as well that in the light, this side would be particularly scared of what they might face in the changing rooms if they gave away <laughs> their goals. Do you know what I mean? If they, mm-hmm. if they succumb to that sort of thing, that's it's going to happen at, at times. Of course, it is. But and and I'm probably being a little bit flippant, but. The the fact that they they want to play for each other, they certainly want to play for Boger and Jackson, and uh, they just want to play for the club, <clears throat> and and it means it means something to everybody. There's there's not one player who didn't look like they just won the FA Cup final when mm. that goal went in. They, they, everybody was going mental. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Eh? <laughs> I was I watched it back and how. There was like six different players went to six different areas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Sonny yeah, run around yeah, and give different. it to the ones on the side. Yeah, Joe Rebo doing some weird things with his head and his hands doing like a. Well, side that's effective. Thing. I mean, it's I mean, really, it's just if, funny. If, if, you, if you spread out, that's the best way to annoy <laughs> as many people as possible. In, 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 it's efficient, efficient celebrating. That's what we like to see. Right. Um, don't forget, you can have your say on yesterday's game. Email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Tweet us at charltonlive. There's the Charlton Live forum uh, where you can have your say on there. There's a thread for tonight's show. Let's hear what. Lee Bayer, the Addicts manager, had to say after yesterday's draw. Um, obviously, it was a late, a late leveller, a dramatic leveller for the Addicts. But what did he make of the uh, performance as a whole? Oh, again, we was good, you know. I think um, we definitely didn't deserve to lose the game. If I'm honest, I, I think a draw was probably a fair result. I, I think I said earlier on in the week that they're a good side, you know, and and, and they tested it, tested us at times. Poor first goal that we conceded poor first goal and then that, that gives them a lift you know what I mean at, at that time yeah they they caused a bit of trouble but they wasn't really hurting us we, we was always dealing with what they was throwing throwing at us but it's just a it's just a poor first goal and it's frustrating you know because you, you don't concede that then I think we go on and win the game because it was just a matter of time before we was going to score another one but then that give them the lift so but overall it's a good point when you're two-one down, going into injury time, and, and and they keep fighting and pushing, and it just shows the, the the fighting spirit that they have. You know, they just keep believing, and, and they they don't want to lose, it's, and they never give in to the to the end. So uh, I'm 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 happy with them. You know, I'm happy. They're all disappointed because they didn't win. Being two-one down, going into injury time, and they're still disappointed they didn't win. You know, that just shows. Their expectation and, and the, the what they're they're pushing each other all the time and demanding from each other. So I'm, I'm happy with 
with a point here. I think it's a good point. He's not known for his goal-scoring prowess. I'll make that Chris Solly's first goal in six years, but he seems to enjoy that at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said to him, like, get on the edge of the box, because they didn't have no one up to push yourself on the edge of the box, and then they, thankfully it fell to him and, and he got a goal. So we deserved it at the bar twice in injury time, and he's thinking, oh, no, it's just going to be one of them things. I think we could have had a penalty. Um, another penalty when the fella pulled Lowell back they give a foul which was very similar similar decision but maybe because he'd give us the penalty in the first half then he, he didn't want to give us the second one but so overall I think I think they done the lads done well you know they, they, I think they played well You seemed fairly comfortable before those those two goals in seven minutes from Luton was that a bit of a shell shock for you? Yeah we was in control like, like I said we, they wasn't really hurting us okay they got into a couple of dangerous areas but we, we was coping with everything and, and we was on top and every time we went forward we looked like we was going to score um, so yeah that's what happens it, sometimes you, you give them something and, and at times today we was our own worst downfall we just kept giving the ball away cheaply at times in the first half and, and inviting unnecessary pressure and um, but second half they stopped doing that but then a bit of a mistake for the goal you know Pierce has gone up for the header he had no cover someone should have been covering him um, but they didn't and, 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 and they got a goal so but overall I, f I think it was a good game it must have been a good game to watch I, I enjoyed it so Is you were able to give Tariq Fosu his first start of the season after his injury and his suspension and he got his goal as well he's a big player to be coming back into your team yeah yeah he's um He's very good in possession. He's, he's unplayable at times. He does things you think, like, wow. Um, pleased to eventually get him back playing. I, I left him on longer than I really should have done, but it, it's difficult when he, he, he looked quite sharp to me, taking into account how much, how many minutes he's played this season. <coughs> he, he looked good, so that's why I thought, well, I'll leave him on a bit longer. And, but yeah, he, uh, I think he got done very well as well. First start for Igor, his work rate, him and low up top was, was exceptional, you know, they was both putting a shift in and um, and that's what we have, everybody pushing and, and, and fighting for positions and they all know that and, and Igor got his chance today and, and and he took it well. You mentioned Igor there, he got his chance of course because Carl and Grant uh, had some sort of injury, he was able to come on in the second half so it's nothing too serious, was it just you didn't want to risk him for the 90 minutes yeah because then if you he got a kick in the last game and a bit of a dead leg so we got another game Tuesday you know we didn't really want to risk him and then he, he might get fatigued after 60 70 minutes and then maybe pull something so and now he's got an extra what 48 72 hour rest before the next game so um, it would have been silly of me to, to, to start Carlin and, and but when you you got Igor there waiting to go then that's a good thing and um, I was I was really happy with Vigor I noticed at one point during the second half Ben Reeves was sort of holding his lower back was he was he injured when he was taken off or was it just tactical oh, just tactical um, he looked tired he got a whack in I think like his lower back bum area so he was struggling to move around after that so um, yeah, it was he'd never done nothing wrong Reeves but at times you, you need to freshen it up a bit and um and, and that's why I bought George on. You know, he's, it, it gives you a lot of enthusiasm and, and willing. So uh, yeah, that was the reason why. And finally, from me, obviously the, the winning run has come to an end. But now, without defeat, that's now six without defeat. So how important was it that you, that you keep that run going at least? Yeah, because and, and like I said, they just keep fighting and fighting and going to the end. And 
it's another late goal and, and they deserved it and some could say that's a bonus point being 2-1 down going into injury time but that's how much they, they every, every point matters you know and we could look back at the end of the season and say well, this was a valuable point so um, yeah I'm, I'm very happy the league, just wondering if it, can I just about Woody is he injured or he took a knock um, took a knock in training so we, again he's one that we rather not take the gamble we've got Tariq we've got the luxury of having Tariq back now so instead of maybe losing him for four or five weeks then we, we're better just to take care of him and make sure that he, he, he doesn't break down like it, by starting the game so we, we left him at home Is it, Will you fit for Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday? I'm not sure it's not, it's not too serious but it's just whether we're going to risk it or We've got sometimes some players you've got to look at the bigger picture and um, it's a long season you know so it's no point trying to take unnecessary risks Lee not many teams come here and start like Charlton did that first half you set about them yep yep I think we could have had more than one goal I think and then second half Reeves we nearly put one in the top corner that we created chances you know but we just unfortunately we didn't we didn't take him first half. We was better side first half. Yeah. They probably edged it a bit second half, I'd say. Um, yeah, we, we always start fast and, and, and our momentum normally we, we can go on and, and win this game comfortably in another day. But but fair play to, to Luton. They, they hung in there and and, and they done better in the second half. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it, I think a draw was, was fair. As I say, though, most teams... Yeah, so Mr. Rovers here, Shrewsbury of Southend, yeah, did not come out like you came out and just tried to take the game by the scrap. Because they have a reputation, you know, the reputation they got even from last season. Yeah, yeah. No, they're a good side. They've spent money and they've spent it wisely. I think they've got some good players and, and they can hurt you. And I said to her, it's like you have to respect them, you know, like they're a good side and, and they moved the ball well. Um, and, and, and they fight and compete for each other. You can tell that they've, they've played together uh, for a while. So, um, and the manager's done a, done a good job here. And a point from here, as you say, is very much worth having. Could yeah. be quite significant. I'm trying to say significant at the end. Yeah, well, a point. Points better than nothing. So, uh, turning into the going into injury time with with no points, and then you, you take a point. Um, but I think it was the least we deserved. And so. of course, the pace of the game. For the first 20 minutes or so, we thought this will never last. And it, apart from a few dips, it just kept going to the very end, especially yeah, yeah. there. Twice against the barn and, and the goal that uh, gets it. Yeah, no, they, gets the point. Yeah, then, and again, the, it's two good teams that, that want to play football and, and, and move the ball. So uh, that was the way it's going to happen. I knew it was going to be a good game. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm happy. We've, we've got a point, and it's not an easy place to come. Their fans were good. Our fans were were excellent again. Um, they didn't stop singing the whole game, even when we was losing. And, and, and I keep saying, like they they do make a difference. And would you say at the end of the season, these two teams, you thought they might be well in with a shout of deciding things at the top? Um, I can only comment on, on my team, but I think we'll be up there in and amongst it. Um, Luton, I, I, I think they'll definitely be in the top half. Mm. Um, I don't know how far up the league they get, but but after we're, we're we're definitely we're looking to be in the, in, in the top two. That's that's uh, my, my what my yep. goal is anyway. How's it going again? He's got Grant inside of him. 
Uses him as a decoy. Takes a shot. Oh, what a goal! Come on! Come on! <laughs> what a finish! Come on! Lyle Taylor used Grant as a decoy. And a right foot shot from the right hand. Well, the left hand edge of Charlton attack of the penalty area. Absolutely arrowed into the top corner. O'Donnell had no chance at all and Charlton are 2-0 up. How's it going? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back. This is Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Great to hear there from uh, Lee Boyer after yesterday's 2-2 draw at uh, Luton Town. Um, very pleased with his uh, team's performance and why wouldn't he be mm-hmm. um, I think uh, you, you mentioned it before it's it's a lot different getting a point um, by scoring in the last minute than by conceding in the last minute <laughs> so uh, it does uh, does tend to affect your mood one way or the other so uh, yeah but having said that normally you'd, you'd get Lebo be frustrated that uh, we didn't go on and win the game when we were wandered up mm. but it, it was a bit different this time around I think you must have known that uh, that Luton was a tough place to go to, uh, and not too many people go, not too many teams go there and win. So, mm. um, and the balance of play, especially in the second half, probably meant the draw was was fair. So, uh, he wasn't. I was expecting a little bit of, um, of of him being a bit upset that we didn't go on and win it after being one 0 up, but it didn't seem to be like that. Yeah, he said. Um, yeah, he said that he felt it was a, a fair result, and he also did say that he thought it was a good point as well, which is uh, which is good because, as I say, we, we we've spoken about Luton's home record. I spoke about it on Thursday actually. If you think like Luton are also a, a newly promoted side, the same as Accrington Stanley, but you know, I mean, Accrington are doing well so far this season as well. But he he went there to Accrington fuming that we didn't win, and he's come away from Luton pleased with a point so interesting the way he sort of sees the, the the two promoted sides differently in a way yeah of course I mean if you look at last season I think Luton beat someone 8-0 or something and 7-0 a couple eight, of times eight, they had an 8-2 and a 7-0 and a 7-1 at home yeah so. so you know I don't think we've ever done that in one season well I, can't, well, I probably wasn't live when we done that <laughs> but um, looking straight to Terry there. <laughs> not intentionally <laughs> Terry does Terry have the look of a man who's ever seen Charlton score 8 and 7 and 7 all in the, in one season no, well, I have the look of a man who's seen other teams score 8 and <laughs> yeah. 7 against we, did, we, we had two we had a 6 against Southampton and a 6 against someone else yeah. in like the, the 70s 80s I, I remember think. I was getting bad 6 Six something at home against Leeds. I remember that six one. We lost. Yeah, yeah. I saw us win six 0 at Barnsley, which we were just uh, talking yeah. about Barnsley. I mean, <laughs> so hopefully we'll win six 0 at Barnsley this season. Seven one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a yeah. But no, yeah, like you said, they're, they're decent out. I think they're a lot different. I think they're a lot more free flowing than Accrington. Accrington are, uh, you know, hard working, direct. Know they're sort of like a Burnley of League One, if you will. But mm. um, no, I've, yeah, again, you know, I think like when Bose. Bose is realistic and knows that not many teams are going to win there and we have to be 
respectful and say that they are a good team. Right, don't forget, still to come on tonight's Charlton Live, we're going to hear from striker Lyle Taylor. Uh, in a few moments' time, he's dyed his hair pink for Cancer Research UK, so he's going to tell us a little bit more about that. And he also speaks about the Luton game yesterday. Uh, has a little bit of a message for the Luton supporters who kept the ball behind the goal. So I'm looking forward to playing uh, that to you. We're also going to hear from Nicky Bailey, uh, former Charlton midfielder, uh, of course, under under Parkey, uh, missed the penalty, unfortunately, that meant we lost the playoff semi-final. But he scored some excellent goals while he was at the Valley. He scored a lot of goals as well from midfield, uh, 26 over the two seasons, an impressive uh, goal total we had for the club. He's a good player for us, so it would be great to hear from him uh, later on. Uh, Matt Wright from Voice of the Valley sorted that out for us as well, so we're going to hear uh, from him in, in a moment's time. Um, we've got your messages to come. Uh, Bert Palmer put one on the, uh, the Charlton Live Forum asking if there's any takeover news. I haven't really thought about that too much, but... Uh, it sounds like it's as pretty much as far away as it, as it ever has been uh, recently, so that's all bad news, it seems, but without really much being out in the open, there's, there certainly doesn't seem to be much to get your teeth into or to feel too positive uh, about on that front at the moment, but you know, who knows, hopefully something good will come out in the wash over the next however long, uh, but it doesn't seem like that at the moment, does it? Um, before we go into the tweets, um, as I said, Cliff um, Scales tweeted us earlier, uh, saying that he really enjoyed the commentary, uh, and he had tweeted us yesterday, said he couldn't wait to hear the commentary highlights on Charlton Live today, and I uh, explained how I really enjoyed um, uh, editing them together uh, on the train yesterday, didn't I, Nathan? <laughs> um, now there was a cu- there was a couple of bits that, that stood out for me, Nathan, um, and yeah. I, I played a couple of those bits um, on the train. About 50 times on the way home, just to see if we no, can make other what, people... In... What, times out by five, mate. Yeah, if, any, if we can make anyone on the carriage laugh. Um, so I thought, you know, that the highlights were great, but we want highlights of the highlights, don't we? Now, Nathan doesn't get to do the comms too often, uh, but when he does, it really is a, an absolute joy to behold for me, personally. And uh, so I've, I've put together a, a list of Nathan's highlights on the commentary. Uh, yes, sir, I hope you enjoy them. <laughs> Absolute wow. 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 Absolutely bottled it. Wow. It comes. <laughs> oh. Get in there. Woo. Wow. What? Absolute wow. <laughs> oh, Nathan. I mean, I don't know where that, that sort of dodgy noise was. I was sure I was watching football. That's I wasn't doing anything. That's else. you. That's you and the producer. I mean, that, that's Nathan watching the football like like a fan does, <laughs> like the rest of us do. And that's why I love the Valley Pass oh. commentary so much because it's just two fans screaming into a microphone. I love that because he means he's leaving me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant stuff from Nathan. There, really enjoyed that. Uh, so well done to Nathan. Well, we're going we're going to be hearing those noises a lot throughout the rest of the season. Don't you? worry about that right um let's have a look uh Dwayne uh on the first one on the tweets yesterday said I watched the game on iFollow because uh Charlton never signed up to it the commentary always comes from our opponents uh it was the guy we had on uh Thursday show uh Simon who, who does the uh the, the iFollow for Luton uh but he says so I mute the iFollow and have the Charlton live commentary on there's a little bit of syncing to do but it's worth it Lebo oh, is red and white army yeah I did that when I was out in Poland last year for the Wimbledon away game I did the same like so I had their iFollow and I got value pass up and if you can pause one of them for the correct amount of time and then press play, you can get them together. And it's the ultimate viewing experience, Terry. <laughs> oh, uh, especially considering when I watched that in Poland, I was in a jacuzzi. Oh, yeah, there's a mental thought. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy. Well, I was living in a jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah enjoy uh, it. Enjoy it. Um, <laughs> I didn't say I was enjoying it. Uh, oh, right. you are. Uh, right, London Nagisa says, that was one of the most mental away days. Weatherspoons, Luton was rocking pre-match. The atmosphere uh, was superb during the game. And then Solly's goal was absolute carnage. Uh, we'll live long in the memory. And then he says, not forgetting the happy bus to and from the ground. 
And then BH1990 CFC says, and that kind lady who decided to flash us. Now, I wasn't on this Hello. happy bus, Ooh. but I want to hear more. because um, it <laughs> sounds like a free one, didn't they? You gave a free bus from the station or oh, something. Free, free bus and customer service, what <laughs> it sounds like. And that's amazing. Um, but, I mean, we went into that pub after, and um, me and Nath and, and Amy, and I can imagine that was absolutely buzzing before. Yeah, I said it on Thursday, like, sold out of way end. It's not too far out of town. There's always going to be a decent pub. It's, it's got to go down, and it's got to be up there as one of those great away days that people are going to talk about for years and years to come. Oh, no question about that absolutely yes uh, yeah. I mean obviously Solly's last minute goal helps that yeah. situation a bit but mm. uh, yeah I mean uh, they sounded know. well oiled the, the Charlton fans because the, um, the, the, the away support expect. the away support was brilliant no, from what no we could question. hear yeah. Yeah. I mean there was that sort of lull period of about six minutes when Luton scored twice which you would expect to happen you know it's called being shell shocked mm. having, uh, having sung their, their lungs out throughout the game and uh, Thinking we were going to win this because Luton weren't offering any, and then suddenly you're, t- you're two one down. It's going to uh, it's going to affect anybody, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, um, but we made up for it at the end. Yeah. Now Ray said uh, he, he sent a video of him on the is that a bike? Oh no, it's on a, uh, it's on an old people scooter, I think possibly. He said me on the way home from training uh, after training to listen to the boys on Charlton Live. So excited, and it's not even Tuesday. Uh, wait until he finds out Boya and the boys' results have taken him out of the spotlight again. Talking about Roland, uh, of course. Uh, he, he, I think Ray's uh, last couple of tweets over the last couple of weeks have implied that um, uh, Roland might have felt a little bit left out because we're all talking about the football, so he had to keep sending those ridiculous <laughs> statements. Um, I think uh, well, better keep his pen shot yeah. because it doesn't look like. Well, I think stop, I mean, there, there was a great there was a really great tweet from the Charlton Live account. Now, those of you who've seen the meme going round of um, the the guy shouting in the girl's ear and she looks really unimpressed um or from a it's from an edinburgh nightclub and then people have been putting their own funny things what this person may well have been shouting and it's one of those things that is going around the internet so it's current and it's funny at the moment and charlton did it and i don't know if it's ollie or george who did it but um uh, and they they put their own spin on it and he got fa- he got a thousand retweets and that is perfect social media management that's the Definitely. someone that's someone doing their job really well and someone who deserves how, their bonus as well absolutely and to show you how good they are is that they were talking about it doing it on the way up regardless so they had <laughs> they had a um a, a selection of possibilities yeah. uh, what to go with mm. but then when solly did what he did yeah. all of those went out the window of course <laughs> yeah. they had to yeah. something what, else. you're saying they didn't create the solly one before the game no I don't think so. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. so um yeah so i think it was freddie did a tweet something like i'll promote ollie groom and then ollie i think oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's come that. out into the open now and he said uh, actually i dislike my bonus so <laughs> it, it just goes to show really yeah, it, it just goes to show really how you know jokes aside how this club's still running and doing their job well and they've been not robbed, but they're being denied something that they deserve, and it's a real disgrace what's going on at the club at the moment yeah, yeah. with the bonus situation. So that should be sorted. Right, Dan Basham, always need an excuse to play my own stuff on the show, of course. But Dan Basham, I wonder said, when it was coming. Yeah, no, 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 no. I actually weren't going to do it. But Dan Basham yeah, says, yeah. Uh, if Charlton Live don't play this uh, at Louis Mendes, so right, if I can get this to work because it's on YouTube. <laughs> the only reason Charlton Live wouldn't play we can't. that bloke told you to go back to your room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't quite hear in the background. Is I, I had to stop quite uh, abruptly from that because I was getting all sorts of pelters from the people around me. Um, I, I generally thought I was going to get beaten up at one point. There was one when um, I mean I, I, I hadn't noticed throughout the game, but I, I, I get as animated as everyone else who's a Charlton fan. But obviously we're sat in the home end. I hadn't noticed really anyone saying anything until Luton went 2-1 up and someone as Terry just mentioned there someone leaned over and went you go back to your radio station I don't even know what that means like <laughs> was if I should go back I've never been to it's, I've never been there anyway it's it's, it's something that uh, I wouldn't say you're used to I'm used to now but uh, 
Uh, well, I've been doing this. You get that a lot. Mm. Uh, Doncaster. Uh, no, uh, Rotherham's yeah. a good one. Remember Doncaster, that. you get it. You get it a lot of places. There are a few that are, are, are quite, uh, you know, they accept it and they know it's coming so they don't get quite wound up about it. But there are a few. And to be fair, I suppose if I was, uh, if, you know, if I was a Charlton fan sitting in, the, yeah. in, in, in with the Charlton fans and there's some lunatic behind me mm. going mental because the opposition has scored, I'd probably yeah. be a bit missed as well. Yeah, it didn't mm. help that I'd taken my shirt off. But they had that odd ball as well in front of us with a yellow card. Every oh time man, that was foul, bizarre, wasn't it? it? Someone that bought their own yellow card. Yeah, it's oh, weird. seriously, yeah. And, and he stood time. up and kept <laughs> waving it. It was just weird. You know when that referee had that mad sort of ten or fifteen minutes when he sort of lost the plot a bit because up to that point we thought he was all right, didn't we? And someone tweeted and saying, "Oh, the rest sounds good." And clear it was Clive R. Tweeted and said, "I think the ref's having a good game." Yeah, it makes a nice change, uh, and because most people expect me to uh, just basically slag him off for, mm. for ninety minutes, which um, which they're probably right. But he was having a reasonable game, and then for that that period, either side of the, he just went a bit mental. The ref and this 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 poor Luton Town fan down in front of us to to the right was getting quite upset about it, and he just started brandishing a yellow card <laughs> that he brought with him. Who brings yellow but cards? The thing to a is, game? the best bit is when when Page took him out of corner. He, he probably didn't have a red, so he was like. It wasn't the referee's assessor. Or no, we did wonder whether he had a referee's kit underneath his Brilliant. Right, Spenny says, great performance. They never gave up. Teams of the past would have given up. Bayer's hard training sessions have paid off with the amount of late goals that we've scored uh, this season. Because it's funny, I remember when, um, obviously, the start of last season, and Carl Robinson put them through this really intense... Uh, tra- you know, pre-season training in Ireland and I think what was it did we have an, uh, we had a I know was it the first game of the season we had to play for the majority of it with 10 men I remember saying to him oh obviously that, that pre-season that hard pre-season's paid off but then we he just kept conceding late goals and it just kept happening so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that won't be the case uh, this campaign. Right, Sebo says, all I can say after yesterday is Chris Solly, Solly, he's only five foot three. Mm-hmm. He's better than John Terry, Chris Solly, Solly. Uh, Solly the cat when we got home uh, yesterday got more treats than she usually would. <laughs> we were praising her for scoring. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, just a little she insight. She's got a one our, right yeah, foot as well. Yeah, a <laughs> little insight into our sad lives at home. <laughs> uh, right, Roger said, couldn't be at the game as I was coming back from holiday. Sounded a cracker on the commentary. Terry, you make it sound uh, so exciting. Bring on Scunthorpe and now believe in Bo and the boys and he says uh, thanks for a fab holiday pop and one a day Dave uh, I hope one a day Dave I had a great that, mate, yeah uh, I hope one a day Dave had a good holiday as well right Tim Jackson yesterday was one of those days any fan following their club uh, uh, follows their club for the emotional high and scenes in the away and when Solly scored were just incredible a fantastic game of football a great atmosphere and a packed ground and a good point at a difficult ground uh, well uh, now Charlton Life Forum have sent us uh, copied us into their uh, survey because they've done a survey 10 games in how are we doing 229 votes 80% have said better than you expected uh, 20% said as we expected and no one has said uh, worse than expected so that's good it's all, that, I mean funnily enough I remember having a similar conversation um, a few few weeks ago probably about a couple of months even but you know when Lee Bayer took charge at the end of last season you get you, you just had that or you didn't know is it was it a you know, new manager bounce that mm. got us to where you know into the playoffs and and suddenly being a better side than we were before could Lee Bowyer do it over a proper season bringing in his own players etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, well he's answered those questions comfortably mm. isn't he yeah, right. Lewis says uh, thoughts of us potentially being cursed with the legend uh, when the legend Lee Bowyer is inevitably given Manager of the Month. Maybe a <laughs> double two with Carlin uh, winning Player of the Month. I mean, he's got to be close, though, hasn't he? Mm. Well, he's, he's unbeaten f- in the month. Must yeah, be. thirteen out of 
15 points, is it? Mm. So yeah, I think, he's got to so, be up there. But then, yeah, but I think Doncaster have got identical yeah, record. Three, yeah, three, yeah, three or four clubs up there. Yeah. That might, I'd rather, he doesn't get it. I mean, he deserves it, but I'd rather he didn't get yeah. it um, just because of the curse that we all know is 100% real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Anderson says, best wishes to Dan. Just heard it, just heard from him now. He's out of a, uh, he's out from A&E, so he survived. <laughs> he's, he survived his goal celebrations. Uh, finally, Matthew says, I'm very pleased with a point yesterday under the circumstances. Didn't expect Solly to score the last time he scored was in 2012 against Blackpool. We remember that. I mean, that was a rocket. Uh, right, now we need to hear from Lyle Taylor. Um, of course, uh, had an excellent start to the season uh, for Charlton. Scored five goals already. Was uh, Played well again yesterday, actually. Involved uh, very much in the celebrations at the end, which we'll hear about in this interview. Uh, but as, as you all know, um, he's dyed his hair pink for the upcoming month. October is... Um, Cancer Awareness Month, isn't it? So, um, breast uh, cancer specifically. Yeah, right. breast cancer specifically. Now, you remember uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago um, when he played for Wimbledon in the FA Cup against us last season and scored twice uh, the day before his his aunt had sadly passed away um, from cancer. So, this is clearly uh, something that affects him uh, personally, but it affects all of us. Unfortunately, we know that um, uh, that the, the cancer is a disease that w- will affect all of us unfortunately and your, your family and your friends it, 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 there's just no getting away from it unfortunately but the one way that you can try and do something uh, is by raising money for charities like Cancer Research UK or the Prostate Cancer uh, Bike Ride that we've done as well um, and Lyle Taylor wanted to use his um, profile as a footballer uh, to try and raise in some awareness and some money of course for that fantastic cause now I caught up with him uh, on the phone earlier today because he's done the deed now his hair is now pink you can see a photo of that on the Charlton Live uh, account which I've just tweeted out um, so first things first um, you know he's dyed his hair pink and I wanted to know uh, how he thinks it looks I actually think it looks good so it'll be it'll be interesting to see the, the reaction I get from people when the pictures start going up on social media and people see me at games and what have you but no I'm, I'm looking forward to it and obviously the, the, the reason you're doing it is uh, a very important one uh, for yourself you're trying to raise money uh, I mean why don't you explain the reasons for us so, so basically, the reason I'm doing it is is because cancer is one of those things that's affected me, my family, and and family, friends, and, and those close to us for years now. And I think if you ask 99.9% of the people you ever met or saw in the street if cancer has has had any any influence on their life, I think they'd probably say yes as well. So. I'm raising awareness and raising money for Cancer Research UK uh, while using, obviously, the colour pink um, and October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month to to help put that out there and and make make that statement, I suppose. Now, it's got so much support from the club and from everyone so far, and, and literally, it's not even October yet. So I'm, I'm really proud of that, and I'm, I'm thankful for everything they've done, and and the fans as well and I just hope we can keep pushing this and, and hopefully inspire a couple of other people to do what they can with the platform they can and obviously you, you set a target for, for donations and are you close to that do you think you'll be able to go over it I think we will originally the target was a thousand pounds and we smashed through that and then I set it to two thousand pounds and I think we're at the moment we're at about two thousand five hundred six hundred something like that um, and the target is five thousand pounds now i've been promised money by betback um a very large sum of money to be honest that will will virtually cover the rest of what's left um itrm our other shirt sponsors have have um have pledged money as well i'm at the girls game 
obviously when this <laughs> I met the girls game I was at the girls game yesterday um, and the girls have, have done a lot to help and they've supported me so the Charlton family in general have been brilliant uh, the fans everybody so I can only thank them uh, for that and and hope that this inspires some of them to, to maybe do something that 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 I suppose ticks those boxes with them do you know what I mean the 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 things that have affected their families or, or their lives. Mm. You, you mentioned the support of the Charlton family there, and of course the Charlton fans are giving you their backing on the pitch as well, so if they if they could donate to this as well, that would make you very happy. Exactly, definitely. Um, there's there, there's a giving page set up, so, so that will be posted by the club, and it's posted on my Instagram, and it'll be on the club's Twitter as well, so it'll be on all the socials, um, plus the club's official site as well, so hopefully that will that will keep going and keep raising awareness and and we'll get to a point where we're smashing through the target but really and truly it's not just about the money it's about it's about the awareness and, and that message that anybody can do this like it's not it's not just for people who do charity work regularly it's it's for anyone and everyone and and I'm just fortunate I've been given this platform of being a footballer that, that I can use that influence that I have to to make people think and and to to maybe think about what they do and what they do and 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 if they want to 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 raise awareness for whatever cause they see fit. You mentioned you you quite like the look of it. Do you think you'd be tempted to keep it for the rest of the season? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> if I'm honest, if I'm honest, I like it. I would. I I I think it looks good, but. I think I'm going to possibly tone it down a little bit for the winter. Maybe, maybe not peroxide blonde, maybe not pink. Maybe, maybe a shade of brown or, or something like that. A little bit, a little bit less out there, as it were. I, I can't let you go without talking about yesterday's match. I mean, it was a, a dramatic ending. Chris Solly's first goal in about a million years, it feels like. But the, the, celebration, <laughs> the celebrations from those behind the goal and those of you guys on the pitch as well. I mean, that was a really special moment. It was, it was. I mean, it's it's obviously a little bit of a strange one because anyone who's seen the pictures or the video or whatever will see that we're celebrating in front of the Luton fans. Now, anybody that wasn't there will realise that that doesn't sound right. But if you were there, you'll understand why. <laughs> the, the Luton fans were playing volleyball with the ball when it went in the crowd and, and hiding the ball from, from the players and the ref. And I think George Lapsey ended up getting uh, booked because one he jumped over to get the ball um, and their fans wrestled the ball off them and threw it behind them. So it was almost like sticking two fingers up at them because, to be honest with you, I think that the way the way the fans conduct themselves is important and it's as important as, as the, the what the players do on the pitch. And I thought that what they did was, was a disgrace, really. So do you know what? It's, it's nice to be able to say, unlucky, you tried really hard and you tried to, to do us over, but you couldn't do it. So... And, and psychologically, obviously, the, the winning run comes to an end, but it would have been a travesty if we'd lost that game with the chances we had yesterday. So psychologically, to make it six games unbeaten now and keep that momentum going, that was a really important goal for us. Definitely, it was. Um, and that's the biggest thing. If, if you can keep grinding out like, draws and wins when you're when you're losing, drawing or whatever, it's, it's psychologically so big for us. I think, we're, I think that's six unbeaten and four wins and two draws. And and if if you can go seven, eight, nine, ten games without a loss, and then go again after if you lose one, and go another seven, eight, nine, ten games, it, it makes such a big difference. And 
I think that 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 in, it creates um, it creates positivity and creates uh, an atmosphere that you want to be around. And I bet you can't wait to get back out playing again on Tuesday night. Oh, I can't. I can't. It's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be another tough away game. But I think if we do, we do the right things. We we cut out any any individual mistakes that might lead to goals. I think we've got a very very good chance of walking away with, with three more points. Brilliant to hear from uh, Lyle Taylor there. Um, I've I've tweeted out the link for the the, the giving page, the cancer research giving page, uh, on on our Charlton Live account, so you can donate to, towards Lyle's target there. Um, I mean, for starters, I mean, it's, a, it's a great it's a great thing for Lyle to be doing. There's something clearly very close to his heart. Absolutely, <clears throat> and he's right, of course. That um, I mean, he's doing something. He's I think he said it in an interview um, a few weeks back where uh, he's in a privileged position, and so he wants to use that position to uh, to um, get that message out there as much as possible. Because, as you say, his um, his fam- family have suffered as a lot, if not pretty much everybody, is touched or has been touched by by the, the scourge of cancer at some point or other in their family. So, you know, and he had, um, it, it's quite uh, poignant that, that it was, you know, his, um, the biggest incident for him was just before the Charlton game mm. uh, that he scored against. And, and, and he reacted really positively um, by, you know, by playing in that game of scoring and, as, as a memory. And now he's doing it again by doing this. And uh, I think if everybody can get behind it, it'd be great. Mm. Um, I enjoyed the comments as well about the Luton game. How honest was that? Yeah, I mean that was brilliant from Lyle there. And you know what? I was thinking after I did after we had that chat on um, on the phone earlier this afternoon. I thought good because you know how many Charlton sides of, of years gone by would just would wouldn't care about it. I wouldn't want to get one over on something. We're a nasty team now, and I like it. Well, I, I, I mentioned before. I think um, we've I think we've been fairly soft in recent years. Uh, I mean, we've never been a real uh, horrible side to play against, generally, you know, not for a long while. But when we went uh, and won League One the last time at, uh, at Canter, um, we we had a, a nasty streak in us. Um, I think we've got that again, you know, where everybody looks to, to cover each other's back on the field. Mm. And when that happened, albeit it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't on the field, it was behind a goal, or not quite behind a goal, but uh, in the Luton fans. Pretty much every single Charlton player wanted to show them that, uh, <laughs> to, as he said, stick two fingers up at them. <laughs> and they did. Brilliant. Right, um, another feature we've got on tonight's show, which uh, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, Matt Wright from The Voice of the Valley spoke recently with uh, former Charlton midfielder Nicky Bailey, of course, uh, had a very successful couple of years uh, for us at the club, but obviously ended in tears, really, with uh, his last kick in a Charlton shirt was when he missed that that penalty um, uh, against Wind in the playoffs. So I say a successful two years. I mean, we got relegated in the first one, but he himself was a good player for us over those two years. Um, so Matt Wright, like I say, from the Voice of the Valley, um, interviewed him uh, recently. You can read the full interview in the latest Voice of the Valley, which you can buy, um, obviously, uh, at... at at the valley on the well, just outside the valley, not inside it, obviously. <laughs> on, on a match day, you can also buy it online uh, on, on the Voice of the Valley website, which I'll tweet the details to in a minute. But um, I'll, let, I'll let Matt Wright interview. It's a good little piece from Matt here, uh, speaking to former Charlton midfielder Nicky Bailey. A £750,000 signing from Southend United, Nicky Bailey was one of Charlton's most popular players during his two years at the club, finishing top scorer and named Player of the Year by fans in his first season as Charlton relegated from the Championship. He's now playing for Sutton United, and when I caught up with him, I asked him if he enjoyed his time at Charlton, what it was like to sign for the club, and how he felt about relegation. I'll always have good memories of being there's probably the best part of my career, if you think about how well I did and whatever. Obviously the penalty, it, it puts a downer on everything, 
the way it was left and whatever. But um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed my time there. Obviously, I've been back a couple of times. You get a few that obviously shout out and whatever, but there was quite a lot of them that were clapping and whatever as well. So it was good to be back and see a few of the uh, people dancing for a while. I, I did really enjoy my time there, to be honest. I got released from Fulham when I was 15, so I had to come up the, like, the hard way from London League and whatever, so I didn't really know where my career was going to go when I got released from Fulham, so to do half the stuff that I did, I, like, I would have never imagined anyway, so I just was taking everything in my stride, obviously going to Charlton in the first place, playing in like, a big stadium like that, it was all new to me, so I didn't know how I was going to take it, but I, I sort of hit the ground running and just took it from there. Getting relegated wasn't nice at all. Because we were playing quite well in some of the games, but we just weren't getting the results. But once you're down there and you, you, you're down for the last five or six games and you basically need to win them all, it's, it's just impossible. When you're down there, you get you get nothing. So, And to be honest, I'd rather play I'd rather play crap every week and get three points. The more you learn as you play in the league, it's, it's all about the result at the end of the day. Obviously, it's always nice to score goals and stuff like that, mm. but if the team's losing, it doesn't really count for much. Bailey's second season was almost as eventful as the first, as Charlton fell just short of promotion in the playoff semi-finals. So how does Nicky feel now about that penalty in the shootout against Swindon Town? Would he have done anything differently? To me, obviously getting relegated was really bad, but I'd played in League One before, so I knew what the league was all about and I knew it'd be tough, but obviously when you sign for a club like Charlton, you do want to push like as high up as, as you can, but... At the end of the day, I was part of that squad that got relegated, so it was just in my mind to like obviously do the best I could to try and get them back into the championship. So we we knew we had a good squad, like good enough to compete to go straight back up, and we we was we was unlucky. And then obviously we come to the penalty shootout. Obviously, it wasn't one of my proudest moments I've ever ever had in my career, but I always try and pick that one corner that I go for, and and it just weren't meant to be that night. I always go with power, just try and hit it to the right-hand side or as high as hard as I can. Just sort of beats the keeper with pace, really. And I still don't change to this day. That's what I got taught when I was younger. And it's from 12 yards out, you hit it with pace. If you, if you hit it within the goal frame, nine times out of ten, you're going to score. And unfortunately, I hit it about five goals wide. So I've scored more pence than I've missed. But it's meant to be for me. Less than five weeks after Bailey had missed his penalty... He moved to Middlesbrough for 1.4 million, one of the few players during those years who was actually sold for a profit. Nicky revealed that no one had tried to persuade him to stay at the Valley, though. In fact, no one from Charlton had talked to him whatsoever. Yeah, well, to be, to be honest with you, Charlton never ever spoke to me, so I never spoke to anybody. When I missed that penalty until after that game, did not speak to anyone. So, whether that was Parky, whether that was anybody, I did not speak to one person. I just thought that was a bit weird a bit strange obviously everyone's hurting but for me um, to be honest I had, a, I had a chance to go after the first season I had a chance to go to Middlesbrough I had a call from one of them for the previous manager and uh, it, and he said he was going to come in for me and it didn't work out and then obviously Strachan took over and it was a bit weird because I was someone else had rang my agent um, it was for the same club with a different manager so it was one of them things but yeah it was it was a bit strange for me but obviously not. I think my contract was up by then anyway because I only signed a two year deal at Charlton and that was it it was done I was off
After Middlesbrough, Bailey represented a number of clubs, including Millwall, before joining his current side Sutton. When he spoke to me, he'd recently recovered from an Achilles injury in pre-season, and he now mainly lines up in a defensive midfield or fullback role. I'd always like gone and watched um, and stuff like that. I know quite a few people at the club, but uh, when I left Millwall, I, I think I was still injured at the end of the season, so I had about three or four months where I was just trying to get fit, like going in the gym and stuff, and then I signed for Barnet. But, um, I just that was one of my old clubs. All, it had all the facilities in the world, but I just I just didn't enjoy my time there at all. I just didn't like the way it was run anymore. It just didn't feel like the club I used to be at or whatever like that. So I left there and then I think I was only there for a couple of months and then um, the gaffer at Sutton and he tried to contact me a few times before, but obviously I didn't want to drop straight back down. So I wanted to like try and carry on in the league or whatever. I think it, I think it got to like January time and uh, obviously I was still like not, had, had nothing. So... I went and signed for them in the conference south and then, to be honest, we was like 17 points or something behind Epsley and we managed to win the league, so it wasn't a bad way to get back into it. Bailey was in the Sutton side that went on a dramatic FA Cup run in 2017, defeating Leeds United en route to the sixth round, where they were finally beaten by Premier League giants Arsenal. Yeah, and I was really good, obviously, beat be a couple of, well, we beat Leeds, we beat F's Wimbledon, so it was a great run for the club. Obviously, the clubs um, spend a lot of money quite well, like on the stadium, like the bars, the changing rooms have all been done up. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's a good feeling around Sutton at the minute. I think they've got nearly two thousand season tickets down there now. They used to have like three, four hundred. So, yeah, it's just it's just a good little club to be at. Plus. There's about five or six of my pals out of football that play for Sutton, so it's quite, it's a bit, a bit of a unique club at the minute. It's, it's a changing room that I've never, like, really had anywhere else. Do you know what I mean? Because there's just so much banter and that flying about. So it's, uh, I'm just happy. As long as I'm happy playing, then I'll, I'll play for as long as I can and just enjoy my time. If you don't enjoy football, then there's no point in playing it. To mm. be honest, I think you find a lot of a lot of people do play football because they're on good money and whatever but that, but they don't enjoy it so if, if I ever got to a stage where I didn't enjoy it then I'd say that's enough for me Finally it seemed remiss to talk to Nicky and not ask about his diet which made national headlines during that FA Cup run he was dubbed the million pound star powered by chicken McNuggets but how much of that was true? The thing is we had the, we had the sun with us for a week and I'm, I know they're they're not the best people to have around you and obviously they did that Wayne Shaw thing but no there's, there's, there is a little bit of truth in it because I'm actually the worst eater you'll ever meet in your life I am so fussy and I always have been since I was a kid so there's there's certain stuff that I should eat that I've never had because I just can't put it in my throat I'll be sick I'm a really fussy eater so there has been times before not like every game but there has been times before games where I've not had anything and I have actually had a like chicken nuggets there is some sort of truth in it but yeah nothing like what they was making it up nah, nah. I'm the same after football can't really after football it's take me about three or four hours before I can finally eat so I'm a bit of a weird one when it comes to food 
So there we go. Great to hear from uh, from Nicky Bailey, former midfielder. He's a, he's a good player for us, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, no, and, and it, harsh that his uh, that his time's tainted with us because of that missed penalty. Mm. Um, he had the offer of quite a few people's wives, <laughs> as I remember in in the song. Uh, but no, he was a good good competitive midfield player that uh, that uh, performed well for us. Just can't take penalties. Yeah, well, it sounds like his penalty record weren't too bad. It's just just at that specific moment against Swindon, and obviously. Uh, We've only got his word for that. Yeah, sentenced us to another couple of years in League One before before we came out with, with Chris Powell. He had a knack for scoring some spectacular goals as well. I remember he scored that great volley in the four-all draw against Millwall. Um, an impressive one against Wolverhampton Wanderers as well, if I remember here. Quite early on, we ended up going to lose like 2 or 3-1 in that game as well. Um, but yeah, good to hear from uh, from Nicky Bellier there. Thank you to Matt Wright, like I say, from the Voice of the Valley fanzine for, for that interview. Um, and you can read the full interview in this month's Voice of the Valley. You can head over to find Rick on the corner to buy it from him on a home match day uh, or the Voice of the Valley uh, VOTV online uh, website uh, to, uh, to 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 get a copy of that as well if you want to read the full interview and plenty of other good stuff in there as well. Right, uh, we've got to look ahead because we are playing on Tuesday evening. We're making the long old trip up to Scunthorpe. Um, looking forward to my mega bus uh, up, the, up there because you know, why not? Um, and another 24 hours in Scunthorpe. Um, uh, it's a Scunny side that started off really badly. Actually, remember they were another team that they got to the playoffs, of course, last season. Uh, they didn't lose in the final; they lost in the semi-finals to Shrewsbury. not Shrewsbury. That was no, us. Yeah, um, us, yeah. yeah uh, whoever went Rotherham. Rotherham. Oh, um, so they're a good team, but then they they started the season really poorly, and they ended up sacking their manager, didn't they, after the five-nil home defeat against um, Nick Dawes uh, against Fleetwood Town. Um, so what do we expect? They've improved since then, which is which is what we want to hear. They've obviously appointed Stuart McCall as well. Now there's a manager who knows his way around League One. Yeah, I think he's got. Have they not lost a game since he's uh, no. since he's taken over? No. So they've gone from you know the lower reaches right up to tenth now. I think, and they haven't lost. They certainly haven't lost in the last five or six. Um, I think they drew Saturday. Yeah, drew yesterday nil nil with uh, Burton Albion, yeah. beating beating Shrewsbury at home one nil, one at Wimbledon three two, three all draw with Rochdale. They had a very credible two two draw with Barnsley as well, so they they have improved since he's come yeah. in. It's going to be a tough test for us. No yeah. question. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game, and um, but we're on a good run of form as well, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a tricky tie. Mm. Uh, keep our wits about us, but I think we'll get away from home. I think we've got a lot of pace. Can we can hurt yeah. them, I, mean, so. I mean you're looking at the, I mean I think Carlin will be fit enough to start now I think because, I'd expect him to yeah. so I mean but but where are the changes going to be if there are going to be any I think Prattley will come in yeah so he's just like an away game player and he winning the ball and I don't know, it might not, but it makes sense if he does bring him in. I don't mm. know who for, maybe Reeves, maybe. Well, Reeves, like Reeves like I did ask about perhaps a slight lower back injury, but Bose didn't sound too concerned about that. So He doesn't, but uh, he's not one to risk injured players mm. or, or players that might, uh, unless he's got no choice at all, as is, as with Lewis Page. But um, I'd be a little surprised if there was too many changes. Uh, I, I doubt if, um, if Ward will be ready, by the sounds of it. I don't think he'll risk Billick yet. Because uh, otherwise he'd have been on the on the bench on. Well, he's still, uh, on he's still he was still ten days away. We heard <laughs> so. Yeah. so <clears throat> I would Im- I'd personally think there'd be um, not too much changes other than maybe Igor dropping to the bench and Carlin starting. Hmm. Uh, how, how do we approach the game? I mean, do, do we go out and attack them? Some for the team that's just newly coming back into confidence. I mean, we did that yesterday. It's a Luton team that have a very good home record. We went out there and we tried to dominate the first twenty minutes. I don't think Lee Bowyer plays any other way, do you? No, no, and that's good for uh, for us certainly. Uh, you're looking forward to making the trip up there, Terry? 
Um, looking forward to probably a stretch, but uh, once I get there, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it, you know, um, I just enjoy what I do, so um, it's, uh, it doesn't matter where I go. Yeah, and and if you can't make it, but you have, uh, we, we're doing a cashy back bet. We don't, uh, or a Jacko's jackpot bet. Sorry, <laughs> that we we don't normally do these for midweek games, but uh, because of the situation with Danny Lay's bet not being able to go through yesterday with Ward being out injured, you've gone for one, haven't you? Uh, yeah. So Danny texted me um, just now, and he want, he said he wants to go for a weird one for us to go to win from behind. So it's quite good odds. I can't remember what the odds are on it. Uh, so here 12, we go. So it it's twelve to one. So yeah. two pound fifty. If we win it, we'll return thirty-two pound fifty uh, for the Charlton upbeat. So, Charlton, right. so we have to fall behind and then go on to win. So mm. uh, we'll be cheering for Scunthorpe in the first half and then Charlton <laughs> in the second half. Uh, if we want, if we want that money to come home, right? We have run out of time uh, on this evening's Charlton Live. It's been a, a very packed show. So thanks to those of you who tweeted and got involved. Um, thanks, of course, to Lyle Taylor for coming on and, and giving us that exclusive little chat on the phone. Uh, don't forget you can donate to his cancer research page. Uh, we've tweeted out the link. Um, thanks to Matt Wright for the Nicky Bailey interview, which was really interesting. Thanks to Lee Bowyer, uh, of course, for his interview. And thanks to Chris Solly for just making my weekend with his uh, his goal uh, in, in the last minute. Nathan and uh, Terry, thanks for coming in. Cheers, no, Thank you. All right, so don't forget, uh, we'll be all over there Tuesday night uh, for our coverage of the game on Twitter and the Terry on Valley Pass, of course. Um, uh, we'll be back here on Thursday evening with a big match preview, which we'll look back at the Scunthorpe game and ahead to... Who are we playing next week? I haven't looked that far, actually. Commentary. Commentary at home, so we look ahead to that game uh, as well. So thanks for tuning in. We look forward to chatting to you guys again uh, in the near future. This has been Charlton Live. We shall see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.